0: WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays <laughs>
1: It's the seventy-seven WABC News Hour, talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, traffic, Justin Ellick sports, and now talking the news with Noah on seventy-seven WABC. Yep, that's me. Five o'clock. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June twenty-seventh. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center: scattered thunderstorms could have some of them could be gusty with winds and hail. The high 77 tonight, overnight, the clouds hang around, could see pop-up showers, low 69. And then Wednesday, sun and clouds, chance of some severe afternoon thunderstorms again, high 80. If you're walking out the door with us right now, 65 and cloudy in Slotesburg up in Rockland County, 64 and cloudy in Fanwood down in New Jersey, and it is 67 and misty here in Midtown. So much to get to as we work our way up 6 o'clock hour, Sid and friends in the morning. I uh, got home yesterday afternoon after one of those severe storms had blown through, and it was kind of intense, depending on where you were. Maybe you saw nothing. Maybe you saw a lot yesterday. But uh, I realized in a moment as that storm blew through that I am my mother's son because upstairs, uh, I had worked an entire day, and upstairs one of the kids is still sleeping. It's 2 in the afternoon. And the kid is still in bed sleeping. had no idea the storm had moved through. I'm not really even sure why it bothers me because he has a job and he's doing stuff during the day. But and this is the same thing that would drive my mother crazy as she would uh, hate that I was sleeping until noon. And I could never understand why she would make noise at a certain hour to wake me up. And what she did, she was smart back in the day. These were records. Okay, we're going back a number of years. She would put on. Julio Iglesias, remember him? And she would put on like Moonlight Lady and I could not take it. So I would get and she would blast uh, the speakers all around the house. And so then she knew that I would get out of bed or she would put on just something god awful like that. And uh, I would run downstairs and pull the record off the record player and then I was up. And she had done what she needed to do. But here I am all these years later, and it bothers me, which I can't really explain why, but it does, that he's still sleeping when I get home at 2 in the afternoon. Maybe it's just because I've worked a full day, and I'm like, you're still in bed? How's that possible? All right, let's get into the headlines. The top five at five. Well, it is the wild weather, and it'll continue today. It's been a total hassle to fly into or out of the big three area airports. The congestion pricing plan clears a huge hurdle. President Biden and former President Donald Trump trying to tamp down some brewing scandals. And it soon may be hard to get a cold-fired pizza in the city. All right, let's get into it. 503, we were rocked by those storms yesterday. Likely we'll be rocked by them again today. Some will be severe with hail and heavy winds. Uh, Some areas saw some damage yesterday in Vernon out in New Jersey. Neighbors actually thought a tornado may have blown through because it got so dark, so loud, so windy.
0: It was a crazy storm. It was pouring. It was like a tornado. We kind of just looked at each other. We were like... Oh, no. And then the lights started flickering, going on and off. Everything was flying around. Our doors flew open by themselves. When that door flew open and I saw the the leaves and the sticks and everything was just flying past, and I was like... Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, they just didn't know what was going on. We don't, by the way, have any word that a tornado went through. In Dover, also in New Jersey, this woman tells News 12 she heard a loud crash yesterday afternoon, ran out to see what was going on. A tree had taken out her car. Next
0: thing you know, you just feel a rumble inside the home. And then, you know, then I hear my mother just screaming. Just I just ran downstairs. Next thing you know. You know, the trees, and it's like on top of the cars. It's just like, great, now i got to deal with all this going on.
1: (laughs) You shouldn't seem too upset about it. Uh, At the airports, it'll continue to be a mess again today because uh, so many flights were canceled yesterday, so many delayed, a plane... Uh, pulling into LaGuardia uh, Monday evening, did two hours and 20 minutes of driving around the taxiways until it found a place to park. Others got onto planes that were on the taxiway for hours on end, only to be told that they could not fly out. Of course, they were waiting for that window where they could fly through the storms. It did not happen often yesterday at Newark, LaGuardia, or Kennedy. So people spent hours on hours uh, in those hard plastic chairs hoping for the best. It's not raining
0: at home and it's not raining here so i'm just confused why planes are not flying they were
2: sending us notices It's it's delayed it's delayed it's delayed it's delayed it's delayed now it's canceled next flight out thursday
1: yeah thursday yeah well uh and thursday because the first day where there's not stormy weather in the forecast that's part of the problem and then the other big problem is this is the beginning of a holiday week right i know it's not till next tuesday july 4th but people are taking off now and so uh it's getting busy the summer season so if you lose a flight and most of these flights are leaving the ground packed with people it's hard to find another one to put people on so People who've missed their flights are going to be here in New York for a while.
0: It has to be an easier way to navigate to your destination. Left around
1: one thirty, and
0: then we got back to the gate around 6.30.
1: So that's five hours he spent on the runway, right? 1.30, uh, and then got back at 6.00. I'd be ready to kill somebody. All right, I thought there was rules in place they couldn't do that anymore, but he claims they did it to him yesterday. He was just trying to get to Toronto. And
3: How long is the flight to Toronto? One hour. One hour. One hour. Yeah,
1: that would drive me batty. Uh, Same true, by the way. Those are all people at LaGuardia. Same true at Newark. Yesterday, this flyer stuck at the terminal for 24 hours hoping to catch a flight back home. He kept being told, delayed, delayed, delayed. They finally canceled the flight, calling hotels, trying to find a room but of course nobody had any because so many people were in the same boat. I feel gross. I feel like I want to cry but I have nothing left. I called all the hotels you know, within uh, three miles from the
0: airport and they were all just like, no,
1: we're full, no, we're full. Yeah, and I imagine the same will be true today. Of course, keep it here. We'll have the latest on all those flight pads. What's going out, what's staying here uh, during the course of the day right here on 77 WABC. Go down to D.C. Two potentially brewing scandals, one against the president who's in the White House, the other who's out. We'll start with President Biden denying that he ever spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about his overseas business dealings. He was asked by a reporter at the White House yesterday if the president lied when he said he never had such conversations with his son. This is what the president said. You have to listen closely because it's not a very long bite. Yeah, he says... He's saying no. This comes after uh, an IRS whistleblower testimony was released, claiming Hunter invoked his father's name back in 2017 when pressing a potential Chinese business partner to move ahead with a proposed deal. Hunter recently agreed to plead guilty to federal tax charges. Now let's move on to former President Donald Trump. There's an audio recording of the 2021 meeting where former President Trump discusses holding secret documents he did not classify. CNN got hold of this two-minute tape. They aired some of it last night on the network.
2: Yeah, I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is, like, highly controversial, yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information.
1: So apparently this conversation took place in New Jersey after Trump left office. Trump seems to indicate he's holding a Pentagon document with plans to attack Iran, saying these are the papers, the clip, apparently a key piece in special counsel Jack Smith's case against the former president, who you'll remember, pled not guilty earlier this month, to 37 counts related to the alleged mishandling of those classified materials at his Florida estate. This was done
2: by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can...
1: Probably,
0: right? I don't know.
2: We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to
1: figure out a. As president, I could have declassified. No, I (laughs) can't. Yeah, no clear where they got this tape from. Who handed it over to him? But CNN playing that last night. Five twelve. Russian President Putin says a march on Moscow by a group of mercenary soldiers over the weekend was criminal. Speaking through interpreter, Putin says there will be consequences. The
2: organizers of this rebellion this cannot but understand that they will be brought to justice. Everybody understands that.
1: Putin addressing the nation, Russia, yesterday, just days after this group, the Wagner Group, turned around his troops after reportedly agreeing to some sort of deal. They were marching towards Moscow. The Russian leader says the organizers of the rebellion will hear from him very soon. And there has been a firm support
2: of the constitutional order by all the leading parties. Virtually the entirety of Russian society.
1: And Putin claims that we, the U.S. and Ukraine, were rooting for these rebels. This kind of suicide is precisely what the neo-Nazis
2: in Kiev and the West wanted.
1: So the implications of this uh, short-lived mercenary rebellion in Russia remain to be seen. That's according to the State Department spokesman, Matthew Miller, who spoke out yesterday. Obviously,
0: they were a significant step. It is a certainly a new thing to see President Putin's leadership directly challenged. So he doesn't really
1: know what's next.
0: It is a new thing to see Yevgeny uh, Prigozhin directly questioning the rationale for this war and calling out that the war uh, has been conducted essentially based on a lie.
1: President Biden speaking out as well yesterday says the U.S. had no role in this mercenary rebellion or would be a rebellion. He gave Putin no excuse to blame this on the West, or to blame this on NATO. Yes, Biden says it's just a struggle within the Russian system. The U.S. has nothing to do with it. We made
3: clear that we were not involved. We had nothing to do with it. This was part of a struggle within the Russian system. No matter what comes next, I will keep making sure that our allies and our partners are closely aligned in how we are reading and responding to the situation.
1: All right, 514, let's stay down at the White House. they rolling out funding to boost Internet connectivity across the country yesterday. Lots of money going that direction.
3: Connect everyone in America to high-speed Internet
1: by an affordable high-speed Internet by 2030. So $40 billion in all to expand high-speed Internet access It's sort of amazing to believe that people don't have access to it, but plenty of places across the country, they still don't, even here in 2023.
3: Around 24 million Americans across this country, there's no high-speed Internet. And for millions more, the Internet connection is limited or unreliable.
1: Yeah, so the White House is going to roll out that funding to boost Internet connectivity uh, over the next couple of months. 5.15 5:15 now let's head over to the 77 WABC sports desk. Good morning, happy Tuesday, Justin Elec. Good morning, Noam Aladdin.
0: We start here in Metsland, things continue to come up very bleak for the orange and blue losing another tough one last night at home 2 to 1 to the Milwaukee Brewers in the opener of a four-game series. Justin Verlander did what he could on the hill. For New York grinding out five innings of scoreless ball and only five hits as has been the theme for the Mets though when one aspect of the game shows up another one fails to and last night the absence of an offense made it feel like the Mets lost by 10 as opposed to just one the loss puts them at a season high eight games under 500 oh my god I know it's not looking too good as that's crazy it's Jeez. uh yeah if it hits 10 I would say uh, all hell might break loose but I think it already has no what's the payroll? No, geez, a mean, billion dollars, it's, something it's, crazy it's like that. It's up there. I don't yeah. even know the number, but it's, it's by far the highest in baseball. So they'll continue to search for themselves tonight in Game 2 against Milwaukee, set for a seven ten p.m. first pitch. David Peterson will get the start against Milwaukee's Julio Tehran. As for the Yanks, they'll open a three-game series in Oakland tonight at 9.40 p.m. Eastern time against the A's, Johnny Burrito. Takes the hill against Paul Blackburn in that one on the college diamond. LSU capped off an electric men's college world series, beating the Florida Gators last night by a score of eighteen to four to secure their seventh national title in school history. A day after it gave up the most runs ever in men's college in a men's college world uh, world series game in game two, LSU cranked up its offense last night to score the most in a title game since USC's twenty-one to fourteen win over Arizona State in ninety-eight. The 14-run margin also known was the largest ever in a final. Their 24 hits were the most in a Men's College World Series game, so congrats out to LSU. They're getting a lot of rings lately. And out of the NHL, uh, Edmonton Oilers center Connor McDavid locks up the Hart Trophy as the league's most valuable player. His third time winning the award. Here were sports.
1: No, I'm Justin Hunt on 77 WAB's 519. Let's go down to Florida, where attorneys for both sides in the case of the Florida school resource officer charged with not confronting the Parkland, Florida school shooter presenting their closing arguments. Uh, Scott Peterson uh, arguing uh, that uh, his client was blamed for a series of uh, failures. Uh, The defense attorney uh, and the prosecutors both speaking out during this case in Florida yesterday.
2: He was sacrificed. He was thrown under the bus and it continues right now.
1: Prosecutors say Scott Peterson chose to run instead of seeking and confronting the killer that day, which could have saved people on the third floor. Peterson faces a 95 years in prison if found guilty of child neglect and a bunch of other charges. At
0: what point during that inaction did he know? that his failure would cause additional injury and additional death.
1: So 17 people were killed in that shooting. Uh, Prosecutors say Peterson stood outside the 1200 building as 70 rounds were fired and did not respond. In
3: that moment, choose to go in
0: or choose to run. And Scott Peterson chose to run.
1: So they have tape, they claim, and while well, they've showed some of this uh, evidence during the trial, that uh, Peterson stood there for 48 minutes and did nothing. An he
0: made it very clear that he had no will or intention to enter the building. He willfully failed, omitted, or to provide care necessary for the physical health of those victims. But
1: the uh, defense claims there were so many at fault that Peterson didn't know where the gunshots were coming from. To
2: sit in the calmness of a courtroom that's chilled and mellow
0: and try to go back in Monday morning quarterback is unfair and unjust.
1: All right, 520. Let's talk about Florida Governor Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis visiting the Texas border yesterday for the first time. He's laying out an immigration policy that would not allow claims of asylum between the ports of entry.
0: We'll do it through executive action where we will not entertain those claims.
1: So he was in Eagle Pass yesterday. He says he'll reinstate the Trump policy of remain in Mexico if he makes it to the White House, which forced migrants, asylum seekers to wait south of the border for their turn before a judge.
0: It's a lot less appetizing to make a trip like that, knowing you don't call in the first place and you're gonna have to wait on the other side of the border before you get a decision
1: DeSantis says the state should be permitted to deport illegal immigrants on their own. I
0: can tell you as president, we are going to fully deputize all state and local governments to be able to enforce immigration
1: law. You will be able to have that authority. Five twenty-two. a new variant of COVID has been detected in several western states.
2: Cases of the EU-11 strain have been confirmed in North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and Montana. It's still not known whether there will be different symptoms that emerge in the United States cases of the new strain. It's believed EU-11 could be more transmissible, and at this time, the cases of the strain account for 8.7% of COVID cases in all those states i'm lisa taylor
1: 522 let's go out to california california's new first in the nation gas price gouging law is now in effect governor gavin newsom says it allows the state to step up its oversight and accountability of the oil industry Here he is. these new transparency laws will help us better manage gas supply and track refiners profits so californians aren't vulnerable to the greedy whims of big oil. The governor says the law exposes price manipulation in the industry. It exposes price manipulation just in real that. time by requiring daily reports on the market and imports. Newsom says the law opens the books on industry practices, and he says shines a light on their profits, so people in California, and he says maybe across the country, if this becomes big enough, we'll get to see what's going on. 523, a new report suggests that TikTok is storing content creators social security numbers and tax ids on servers in china where the communist party has access to them now the content creators are the people who create content for tiktok who get paid. So they have their IDs and their social security numbers. They know who to cut the checks to. Texas Congressman Mike McCall says that is one more big reason that TikTok should be banned here in the U.S. I think
0: you're going to see some movement this summer. And we want to make it bipartisan Bill, that can pass both the House and Senate and be signed into law.
1: Yeah, it seems like uh, senators on both sides of the aisle are in favor of this ban. But uh, so far, they have not moved into the direction to make that band uh, official maybe because there's so many people like me who sit on TikTok all day and watch it
0: it's like a spy balloon in your phone that can grab your data your keystrokes it can message content to influence you
1: yeah uh none of that sounds good u.s officials lawmakers have warned that the chinese communist party could compel tiktok to turn over americans users data those tax ids number and expose them to things like propaganda it's
0: basically a surveillance tool into your phone from our foreign
1: adversary. Yes. So uh Congressman McCall from Texas says he's working both in the Senate and the Congress to see if he can get that ban in place. Five twenty five. Uh let's bring it back here to New York. It is primary day here in New York. I'm not clear how many people will come out to vote. So many of the contests are uncontested, but some of them are. And uh we saw only 44,000 people voted in early voting. Nine days, 107 polling places, just 44,000 New Yorkers in a city, what, 7, 8 million? That's all who showed up. So not clear how many will show up on primary day today.
0: You'll be voting for city council, district attorney and civil court, delegates to the judicial convention, alternate delegates as well to the convention, state and county committee, and district leader. You must vote at your assigned polling site and today is the last day to postmark your absentee ballot or drop it off at a polling site. Polls are open till nine o'clock tonight. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News.
1: House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says uh, he will not support New York Congressman George Santos for reelection. Santos, of course, already announcing that he's going to run when these two years are over. George Santos, are uh, you a part of his uh, re-election campaign? No, I am not. Right. So no, he, he shouldn't run for re-election. Have you done anything for that seat to try to get a, a Republican in? There? Oh, we're going we're gonna to keep that seat with another Republican. Yes, we are. So McCarthy on uh, Fox & Friends yesterday says Santos should not run. He says his, he plans to keep that seat with another Republican. Santos recently pled not guilty to federal charges, including... Allegations of fraud, misusing campaign funds and lying about his personal finances on House uh, disclosure reports. The freshman congressman also being investigated by the House Ethics Committee. The MTA holding its final public hearing on those proposed fare hikes on Monday evening last night. At the hearing, some subway riders really giving the MTA a hard time for even considering raising fares as the city continues to struggle with ongoing inflation. From 275 to 290 will disproportionately impact low-income black, Latino, and Asian individuals in transit deserts.
0: I urge you to reconsider for the livelihoods that depend on mass transit and to take into consideration the students who are the future of the city.
1: The MTA says the fare increases is in a necessity considering the financial beating the agency took during the pandemic. So the proposed hikes would increase the base fare from 275 to 290. A monthly pass would go up from 127 to 132 bucks a month. Uh, express bus fare goes up 25 cents. The LIRR Metro North they would also see hikes ranging from possibly to 10%. It's a pretty hefty hike, and Ryder's not happy about that. I
0: think it's horrible to... Yet increases and
2: anything A-G. the cost of living is increasing and it's very very challenging to live in new york
0: i think it's ridiculous i think they constantly keep on doing it and it's just it's ridiculous people can't afford to live anymore
1: yeah it doesn't end there by the way part of this proposal mta bridges and tunnels uh, there's two options there one would raise all tolls by seven percent the other would increase easy pass by six percent so it sounds like we're not like we're not going to get around any of these hikes which are coming awfully soon We'll <small> be <noise> It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan, Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. Yep, that's me, 532. Good morning. It is Tuesday, June 27th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Scattered thunderstorms today. Some could have some seriously gusty weather winds and hail the high 77 tonight overnight clouds hang around could see a pop-up showers low 69 and then wednesday will start the day sun and clouds but there is a chance of some severe afternoon thunderstorms High eighty. If you're walking out the door with us right now, so happy you are. 65 cloudy in Slotesburg up in Rockland County. 64 and cloudy in Fanwood down in New Jersey. And it is 66 and misty here in Midtown. Let's start this half hour talking about congestion pricing. It looks like it's going to happen now. The MTA receiving final approval yesterday to move forward with congestion pricing as part of this effort, they say, to reduce reduce traffic, improve air quality, and of course raise some serious cash for the city's public transit system. The program could begin as soon as the spring of next year, bringing New York City in line with places like London, Singapore, and Stockholm that have implemented similar tolling programs for highly congested business districts. Now, there's a lot of people who are, of course, against this, but there are a fair amount of people who think this is a great idea. Here's one of them.
2: One of the things we're going to see almost immediately once congestion pricing is implemented is better bus speeds in Midtown. Everybody, Everybody knows that a bus should go faster than a chicken.
1: Yeah. Under one of the several tolling scenarios under consideration, drivers could be charged as much as 23 bucks a day to enter Manhattan south of 60th Street with the exact amount still to be determined by the MTA, which is overseeing this plan, the green light comes from the Federal Highway Administration. They're the ones who said, OK, you can do this yesterday, uh, which issued a finding of no significant impact from congestion pricing. They did some sort of study, uh, of course. Lots of people are probably like you who are sitting in your car, maybe coming into the city now or in the next couple hours are saying, how am I going to afford all this? Twenty three bucks more on top of a toll, the gas, everything else. It's just
0: a lot of money you have to be paying out of pocket. And I don't think it's fair
1: to people like us because it always falls, and falls on the consumers. It does. It's now up to the MTA to determine how to implement the nation's first system of congestion pricing, including what tolls to charge which drivers will receive uh, receive exemptions the new toll is expected to generate about a billion dollars a year which would be used to finance borrowing to upgrade the subway bus and commuter rail systems operated by the mta
2: the late great dick rabbit showed us that if you don't pay for the system that you don't continue to pay to care and feed it that are just going to fall apart.
1: Yeah, so we found, well, the one person yesterday who was in favor of this, uh, Governor Hochul, she is also expected to discuss this decision uh, in the village this afternoon with the press conference. The final federal approval means the MTA can start setting up tolling infrastructure, which will take, they think, About a year. In the meantime, there'll be some more public hearings to help figure out the dollar amounts and who gets those exemptions. But the final word is this looks like it might happen. Of course, you can imagine there's still... Huge pushback from people who live outside the city, especially in New Jersey. Lawmakers there trying to figure out any way, any way they can to stop this, including ways in Washington to take away federal tax dollars. But so far, none of that has been successful. So it looks like this could happen as soon as the spring ...of next year, 2024. And while we're talking about uh, the federal funding... ...and the money that will be raised by the MTA... ...they also announced this yesterday sort of odd on top of the congestion pricing that they will start opening dozens of bathrooms at subway stations across the city 36 remodeled bathrooms at 18 subway stations going to open up on a rolling basis starting next monday the uh, new york city transit president says the bathrooms will be open from 7 a.m to 7 p.m every day so i guess if you have to go after 7 p.m you'll have to hold it in bathrooms will be closed from noon to 1 p.m. to be clean. Uh, The MTA started reopening those bathrooms for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, unlocking facilities at more than 50 stations since January. Now, 36 more will reopen beginning next Monday. Let's go out to New Jersey, just a violent night there last night. One man killed, two others injured, including a kid in a shooting in Elizabeth. The bullets flew about 830 outside an apartment complex on Salem Avenue. Pow,
0: pow, pow, real loud. I just feel sorry because I have me sister a nephew and that make me sad. Wanted it on the bullets, hit on ain't no name on no bullets.
1: There were three victims, including a child, a woman in her 20s, a 28-year-old man. He was the victim that was killed. The woman and child both suffered what were being told as non-life-threatening injuries. Cops say all three of them were in the same car that was hit by bullets. There's no word yet what led to this shooting. It's sort of expected,
3: so it's no surprise. Very quiet, reserved, you know, working-class area. And all of a sudden, you know, the crime just came in the last few years. And it seems like there's nothing being done about it.
1: Not shooting under investigation will stay in New Jersey, a New Jersey parents group that says state attorney general is waging war on them. Democratic AG Matt Platkin announced lawsuits against local school districts that require teachers to tell parents if their child wants to be known by a different name or pronoun or want other accommodations.
0: We want transparency with the school. Our children are safer when we know more about what's happening in school.
1: Yeah, there's been a battle back and forth over this for sure over the last year. That's Nikki Stouffer, the founder of a parents group. Some parents are... Outrage claiming Platkin is denying their right to know what is going on with their kids and get a heads up if they were being bullied. Platkin says the transgender student policies are discriminatory at these schools, and that's why he's waging war with these lawsuits against them. 541. Out to Long Island. The man accused of driving drunk and killing two Roslyn, Long Island teenagers in a wrong way crash arranged yesterday 15 count indictment. He pled not guilty to all charges. M and deep Singh, indicted on several charges, including aggravated homicide, manslaughter, driving while intoxicated, just a bunch of charges. The Nassau D.A. and Donnelly says the 34 year old, was driving 95 miles per hour back on May 3rd with cocaine in his system. He had a blood alcohol content of more than twice the legal limit when he crashed into an oncoming car that had those two teenagers in there who were both killed. We're
2: here today because two teenagers died. Two 14-year-old boys, Ethan Falkowitz and Drew Hassanbein lost their lives in an instant because of a drunk driver. I am so tired of saying that.
1: Yeah, we're tired of hearing it. And Donnelly says Singh was drinking at a party, continued drinking once he left. She says Singh had an empty bottle of tequila in his car and thought he was in New Jersey, actually, when police found him four hours after the crash. Here's his lawyer, who says he's remorseful.
2: He's in a very difficult position. He is and has been from the onset of this very sad. The entire family is very supportive of this young man uh, who is otherwise a good man. He's married with
1: children. Singh remains behind bars. He's due back in court on July 25th. Let's bring it back here into the city. New York City's DNA Gun Crimes Unit is testing evidence, apparently in record time now, making it the fastest in the nation. We're we
3: the best at what we do. If this is the best city on the globe, and I'm the best mayor on the globe, then you got the best OCME office on the globe and the best staff that's here represented in this city.
1: Mayor Adams says it comes nearly a year after the city created the nation's first ever DNA gun crimes unit. It works with the office of the chief medical examiner, to hire 24 scientists that process this evidence. The city went from processing and analyzing evidence from gun crimes in less than 60 days now to less than 30 days. The lab has received roughly 3,300 guns, and most of them have been processed.
3: Heroes don't only wear capes. Some of them wear lab coats, and those lab coats wearing heroes came on board and made their city safer by participating in this initiative.
1: Let's stay with Mayor Adams for a moment, celebrating the recent passage of a bill by state lawmakers that makes Diwali, which is India's most important festival of the year. It's a, it's a time to celebrate the triumph of light over darkness. Anyway, it'll now be an official holiday on the New York City schools calendar. He says it's a long time coming. We
3: acknowledge the existence of a day that we state. Let's pause for a moment and acknowledge that cultural contribution.
1: Mayor Adams says about 200,000 in New York's Indian-American community celebrate Diwali, and for years... They've been pushing for this day off for students. Now they have it. Uh, Diwali will knock anniversary day off the school's calendar, which is a holiday nobody really ever understood what it was all about. Uh, it was celebrated in June, so there won't be any extra days added to the school year now that they celebrate Diwali.
3: We acknowledge the existence of a day that we state. Let's pause for a moment and acknowledge that cultural contribution.
1: All right, 545. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ellick. Like you know,
0: I'm laden in Metsland. Things continue to go downhill. They lose another tough one last night at home, 2-1 to one to the Milwaukee Brewers in the opener of a four-game set. Justin Verlander did what he could on the hill for New York, grinding out five innings of scoreless ball on only five hits. As has been the theme, though, for the Mets lately. When one aspect of the game shows up, another one fails to. And last night, the absence of an offense made it feel like the Mets got blown out as opposed to just losing by one. The loss puts them at a season-high eight games under five hundred as they'll continue to search for themselves tonight in Game 2 against Milwaukee, um, set for a 7:10 p.m. first pitch. David Peterson will get the start against Milwaukee's Julio Terran. As for the Yanks, they'll open a three-game series in Oakland tonight at 9.40 p.m. Eastern Time against the A's. Johnny Brito takes the hill against Paul Blackburn in that one. On the college diamond, LSU capped off an electric men's college World Series, beating the Florida Gators last night by a score of 18-4 to to secure their seventh national title in school history. So congrats to LSU. And out of the NHL, Edmonton Oilers center Connor McDavid locks up the Hart Trophy as the league's most valuable player, his third time winning the coveted
1: award. Here with sports on 77 WABC Now. I want to catch up on the big stories of the morning. A lot of it is weather related. New Jersey just rocked by some of those severe storms yesterday. Some of the area saw damage including downed trees. There were power outages in Vernon and New Jersey. Neighbors thought for a moment maybe a tornado may have blown through because it got dark and awfully windy.
0: It was a crazy storm. It was pouring. It was like a tornado. We kind of just looked at each other we were like oh no and then the lights started flickering going on and off everything was flying around our doors flew open by themselves when that door flew open and i saw the the leaves and the sticks and everything was just flying past and i was like oh my god
1: yeah getting no confirmation that there was a tornado uh, in dover this woman telling news 12 she heard a loud crash yesterday afternoon ran out to see that a tree had taken out her car
0: so you know you just feel a rumble inside the home and then you know then I hear my mother just screaming just I just ran downstairs next to you know you know the trees and it's like on top of the cars it's just like great now I gotta deal with this all this going on <laughs>
1: And we've been checking in with the big three area airports, which have had just a rough time since Sunday. The weather, of course, you need a pocket to be able to fly out. But these thunderstorms come racing in, doesn't give the airlines a lot of time. That was the case yesterday. It could be the case again today. So lots of people spending the night at Newark, LaGuardia and Kennedy. Uh, people just saying, you know, they want to get home. It's
0: not raining at home and it's not raining here. So I'm just confused why planes are not flying.
2: They were sending us notice says it's delayed, it's delayed, it's delayed, it's delayed, it's delayed, now it's canceled. Next flight out, Thursday.
1: Thursday. Yeah uh, lots of people might be waiting for a while because we're getting awfully close to that holiday weekend next Tuesday already July 4th big time to travel so the airlines are flying these flights packed right there's not a lot of room for error with flights not taking off crews not showing up because they can't get in or get out and so it's making a mess for the airlines right ahead of the holiday week and then you had the people yesterday and boy this is really frustrating you want to pull out every hair you have. In your head, uh, they make it out to the runway, and it's all about waiting for that pocket, that moment where the flight can take off because the weather has cleared for a moment, and you're on the runway and you can get out. But what happened to a lot of people yesterday is they spent hours and hours on the jetway and then never took off. They were brought back to the gate, like this guy.
0: It has to be an easier way to navigate to your destination. Left around one thirty, and then we got back to the gate around six thirty.
3: And how long is the flight to Toronto?
0: One hour. One
3: hour
1: one hour yeah i think there weren't the rules put in place where you get paid out for that kind of thing that uh if they keep you out on the runway that long there's some form of compensation uh the same true by the way at newark yesterday we saw people who were camping out uh sleeping on the floor sleeping in chairs because they were told they were the flights were delayed and at some point they would take off this guy uh stuck in newark 24 hours uh tried to find a hotel but of course there are none near the airport because everybody has the same idea i feel gross i feel like i want to cry but i have nothing left i called all the hotels you know within uh three miles from the airport and they were all just like no we're full no we're full yeah. OK, so here's the good news and bad news. The good news is we're looking at right now. The delays are not mounting any big way because uh right now it is uh the weather seems fine for a flight to take off or land. But as the day goes on, that might not be the case. Of course, we'll watch this all day long right here. Seventy seven W.A.B.C. The other big story out of D.C., potentially two brewing scandals. Well, you can call them that, whatever you want, depending on what side of the political eye you are. We'll start with President Biden, who's denying that he ever spoke to his son, Hunter Biden, about his overseas business dealings. He was asked by reporters at the White House yesterday if he had ever lied when he said he had never had such conversations with his son. Uh The president only had one word for reporters. It might be hard to hear. Yeah, he says. Well, he says no. That comes after an IRS whistleblower uh, testimony was released claiming Hunter invoked his father's name in 2017 when pressing a potential Chinese business partner to move ahead with a proposed deal. Hunter recently agreed to plead guilty to federal tax charges. And then with uh, former President Donald Trump, there's now. Audio recording of the 2021 meeting where former President Trump discusses holding secret documents he did not class uh, did, did did not declassify. CNN obtaining the two minute tape, which they aired on their network last night.
2: Yeah, I just found uh, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm-hmm. Except it is like highly confidential. This is secret information.
1: So, apparently, this conversation took place in New Jersey after Trump left office. Trump seems to indicate he's holding a Pentagon document which plans to attack Iran, saying these are the papers to the people he's talking to. The clip apparently a key piece in special counsel Jack Smith's case against the former president who did plead not guilty earlier this month to 37 counts related to the alleged mishandling of these classified materials at his Florida estate. This was done
2: by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably,
0: yeah. I don't
2: know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a, a yeah. See, as president, I could have de yeah. it, now
1: I can't. And the other big story continues to be out of Russia. Russia President uh, Vladimir Putin says a march on Moscow by a group of mercenary soldiers over the weekend. He initially said it was criminal. Uh, he has changed his mind just actually in the last 10 minutes. We're getting word. But here he was yesterday saying that all those involved would face consequences. The
2: organizers of this rebellion this cannot but understand that they will be brought to justice. Everybody understands that. And there has been a firm support of the constitutional order by all the leading parties, virtually the entirety of Russian society. This kind of suicide is precisely what the neo-Nazis in Kiev and the West wanted.
1: Yeah, so that was pretty harsh words from Vladimir Putin yesterday, but uh, Russian authorities saying this, we're just getting this word just uh, maybe in the last few minutes that they have closed a criminal investigation into the armed rebellion with no charges against its leader or any other people who took part. So we'll get more details on that. But um, yesterday, it was tough talk from Vladimir Putin today saying that they have dropped all criminal charges against those mercenaries who were making their way towards Moscow over the weekend. Let's bring it back home. Pizzeria's Using coal or wood fired ovens here in the city might have to cut emissions. Here's Mayor Adams. We
3: don't want to hurt businesses in the
1: city and we don't want to hurt the environment. The Department of Environmental Protection is drafting a new law that would require pizzerias with these ovens to buy emissions control devices, which could cost about $10,000. A piece. I don't know if you're like me, you love a coal-fired pizza. The plan, as you might guess, facing backlash from pizza lovers like me and from Councilman Joe Borelli and New York Congressman Mark Molinaro. I
3: think we're talking about about very few establishments that need this potential correction. So maybe the city can help us out in doing it with maybe some financing, with some tax deduction or whatever, anything that can help.
1: Whatever it is, don't take away our coal-fired pizzas. And it is the NYPD commissioners last week on the job. Mayor Adams remains tight-lipped about the replacement process. The mayor says he'll make the decision, and he's excited to make the announcement. Once again, though, praising outgoing Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. It was
3: extremely brilliant to bring her on board, turn around morale, bring down crime, of uh, you know, really uh, better involvement with our city. And so when we're ready to make the announcement, we're going to make the announcement.
1: Yeah, but making no hint, giving no hint of who he is going to pick as her successor. And she, and probably never will, will tell us for sure why she is leaving.